Welcome to the fourth episode of Your Time on the Run and the Hunted Podcast from Reality TV Warriors. My name is Michael Harmstone, and joining me, as always, is the lady who is occasionally guilty of gentle antagonism, Michelle Pierce Denovan. <laughs> Definitely. And whilst we asked for another podcaster who is much more charming, instead we got him. It's Anthony Williams. Good evening. So, previously five fugitives were caught, leaving just Nick, Anna and Elizabeth, and Io and Madhu on the run. Nick went missing in the New Forest, Anna and Elizabeth were last seen heading to Edinburgh, and Io and Madhu fought on a train. And after a brief reprieve last week, uh, ANPR returns to the disclaimer. Yep, so no mail interception this week. So we nope. <laughs> but yeah, plenty of, plenty of ANPR action towards the end of the episode. And you know Blex's magical map that he's used all the money from not giving it to the fugitives this year? Yeah, he, he gave it a good workout with Anna and Elizabeth this week, didn't he? Yeah, have you noticed that um, it includes Northern Ireland, even though teams aren't allowed to go anywhere near Northern Ireland? Yeah, it does specifically say mainland Britain, doesn't it? It does. So they wouldn't be able to do that. I guess, no, uh, I guess people are so used to seeing it on the weather map that it would just look odd. Yeah, I just think it's sort of a, a weird decision yeah. for them to make. I, 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 but you can't just have Great Britain standing there by itself. Yeah, if, in the rules of Hunted, though, they can't go to Northern Ireland, so there's not much point of having it there. Well, English are traditionalists, so they probably think, well, you should have the land there even if you're not going there. Is there a, is there a little teeny tiny Isle of Wight at the bottom? I didn't notice, but probably. Probably. I'll have a look later. Probably is. It's just, just should be there. It's aesthetic. Mind you, it would cost them their entire budget for the four weeks to get the Isle of Wight ferry, so... Well, that was true. Um, so, first off, we get to visit Iowa and Madhu, who are camping publicly in Cheshire, and they have a little tiff over Io contacting his brother to arrange loads of people to call in fake tip-offs to the hotline. Which is a good plan, you've got to admit. It's, it is. A plan. Just send in random stuff. Yeah, I saw him over here. Oh, I saw him over here. And just send them scattered all over the country. I, I'm up with that. I think it's good. But also... The hunters are going to be monitoring his brother's phone, I'm assuming, because they knew of his restaurant. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's not a good idea to contact anyone they know of. Depends what he says, doesn't it? It depends how clever he is. I wouldn't have done it. Yeah, maybe not. And Hunter Julie, off of Hunter Rebecca's mother, wants people to break, which is a nice thing to start an episode with. Yeah, we yeah. just want them to break, because then they make mistakes and we catch them and win. Yeah, we'll just grind them down until they <laughs> can crush them. They start quite upbeat, don't they, the Hunters, this week? They're, they're ready for it. We're just going to grind them down. It's going to be psychological warfare this time. They're very positive. Hmm. Sometimes delusionally positive. They've come off a particularly good win with Lolly, to the point where they can celebrate with Bira Moretti. Yeah, they're, they're feeling cocky, aren't they? Yeah, they're starting to feel cocky. And this isn't the cockiest thing that they end up doing, so... Um, I was just thinking, I, did, I don't know why I haven't thought of this before... I'm assuming the cameramen would have to carry their own ca- uh, camping gear. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think the one that's embedded with them has to, has to carry everything, mm. yeah. Load themselves up as well. Yeah, there was a lot of discussion on quite a lot of the groups. I know you saw a bit of it, Ant, um, yeah. about how certain things were filmed this week. Yeah, so did you see, I think uh, there was someone who helped out with Martin on the last series 
that she was sort of explaining that there's one cameraman that sticks with the fugitives, but at any given time, there's a small crew somewhere nearby. They don't know exactly where they need to be, so they can get called in to do shots like that, which sounds perfectly logical to me. Yeah, like being in a car behind someone travelling to London. Yeah, or we need you to go and follow someone while while the actual fugitive's somewhere else, for example. Or when two of them suddenly split up. Yeah, You need a cameraman quick. See, I always thought there might have been two camera people, because we know at least Nix is a woman. There might have been at least two camera people with each pair. But if mm. there's a team nearby, it makes sense, as long as there's a someone who could then be embedded with the other person if they split up. Yeah, yeah, because there's some practical stuff, isn't there, like batteries and things like yeah. that, and memory cards, presumably, that need switching out and stuff. So, yeah, they've got to be in contact with somebody. But, you know, the nature of it is it's is a it's a game, there's a prize, so there's rules. So, if you know, if we're being told that the crew on the ground can't contact Hunted HQ, then that is probably true. It's a game show. Yeah, exactly. And there are really strict rules about that, aren't there? Imagine the call when two of them split up. You know, the call from the, the cameraman saying, come on, they're splitting up, get your ass down here, we need another camera, he's running, he's running. Yeah, yeah they actually lost him completely. Even the cameraman can't find him. <laughs> <laughs> or like the girls last year when one of them just jumped out the window. Yeah. He's gone! <laughs> yeah. Oh, she's gone. And uh, Io is a panicker and starts walking away from the campsite while Madhu waits for his ground sheet to dry. It just put me in mind, it's like his little blankie, isn't it? I can't go without my ground sheet. <laughs> but there is a an interesting logistical question that is raised by something Io does here. What are the rules on the fugitive smoking? Because we've never seen a fugitive smoke before. No, I know it's it's... Very frowned upon, isn't it? They try wherever possible not to show people smoking on TV. Uh, But I guess there are going to be times when you've got to show what actually happens. And they split up after another fight and go in opposite directions. Yeah. And there was the perfect opportunity for them to reconcile where they were fighting because they could have just done Go Ape together. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Bit of bonding. Bit of bonding on the ropes. Yeah. 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 I mean, I did go ape in London on uh, in February, and it was great fun. So the hunters are behind the curve on Nick, and they realise he has a close relationship with his sons as he's a house husband, and Hunter Julie reckons that he's staying close to home, and he's less than 30 miles away from his house. Yeah, which, as far as I can tell, is the first time he has been close to home in, like, three weeks, so that was fortunate, wasn't it? Yeah, because he was staying, like, right close to the uh, the start line. Yeah, he was in the West Midlands for at least the first 10 days, so he, mm. he hasn't he hasn't been close to home for very long. And his camera lady asks him, are we lost? And he says, no, we're just repeatedly in the wrong place. I yeah. love that! How good, good is that line? He's great. Our future winner, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, I so hope so. I am still convinced that he's going to win. I am still convinced. There was one line that I'm sure we'll come to later on that just had me a little bit worried. From It's, it's the kind of line that you, you hope you don't hear someone saying, but now it is still looking really good for him. Yeah. And he finds a man called Richard who will let him camp in his garden for the night, and his wife gets a confessional where she says he needs a little more confidence uh, to realise that he is actually successful. I think he's showing confidence in in the way he's acting and 
I think he's pretty confident. Yeah, I agree. I think he's built confidence over this this couple of weeks, hasn't he? He started out a little bit hesitant, but yeah, he's he's making some some bold moves this week. He's good. I know Nick is aware of our um, our discussion on him last week. Yeah, yeah. Nick sent me a lovely message to say that he'd listened to last week's episode, which is always nice to hear. He listens to our swearing podcast on the school run. Yeah, that's even better. <laughs> <laughs> so just for Nick and Nick's children. F- <laughs> Bad boy. While we're still talking about Nick, you know how they they're bugging his house and putting a tracking device yeah. on the car. I mean, I think it'd be very interesting next season because people know all these tricks now. Yeah, we we were saying the same thing off air when we were doing the Apprentice podcast last night. How do they raise the game one more time? Because um, there there has been a lot more tricks revealed this this series than the last, doesn't there? You just wouldn't talk in your own house. Well, you talk about what omelets and, and some other. You can talk about some other show that's on at the same time as Hunted. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> Start talking about The Apprentice. <laughs> but yeah, I I didn't think that they could top last year with this year, and this year is actually stronger generally than last year was, in my humble opinion. I agree. I was a bit unsure in the first episode, but. Every episode since the first episode seems to have been edited as some sort of movie homage. Because we had the spy movie this week. We had a, a tribute to the Mole Australia last week. <laughs> Carry on water skiing the week before. Yeah, we, we just had a, a sort of farcical comedy movie in episode two. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think it is stronger. I think it's a shame that people got hung up on the fact that it's all is not as it seems because they had to be a little bit more open about the there were rules. I think the chronology is a lot stronger as well yeah yeah it's great seeing captions with what day they're on that's fantastic when you're writing notes they're living up to my complaint of maybe they're playing around with the timeline a little bit from last year whereas this year they're sticking to the timeline and yeah people dip in and out depending on how much information the hunters have on them but at least it still makes a cohesive episode it just makes it a little bit better what I was confused about is that someone at headquarters said that they're three weeks in and it's halfway. Yeah. Was he I... talking about the actual episodes, meaning three weeks out of six? Because it's only a 28-day run. Yeah, I, I went back and re-listened because uh, I, I thought exactly the same thing. I think it was Blacks mm. that said it. What he actually said was, we're entering our third week. I think, or words to that effect, meaning nice. they're halfway they're halfway through. So they've had two weeks. There's two weeks to go. So we're in the third week now. I right. think that's why. Okay. When I, when I re-listened, it made more sense because I got really confused. This episode started right at the start of the third week. Yeah, day fifteen. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. I know we got up to about day seventeen, day eighteen. So in response to Nick, the hunters decide to do a little bit of gentle antagonising. And they visit Nick's home several times over a few days, uh, putting a tracking on his wife's car, searching the property, and bugging everywhere in the house. Yeah, in- including wanting to check the flowers. What did they think he'd done with the flowers? Maybe they were looking for the little, you know, sometimes they give a little card in them saying, oh, something like, love you, and it would have the florist's name on the bottom. Maybe they thought she was stupid enough to keep that there. Maybe Nick would have written her a note, say, with a coded message on it or something. So it's not out of the question for them to at least check the flowers. It's not the stupidest thing 
Yeah, but he's not that stupid, and she's not that stupid. No. So there's no way there's going to be a note left on the flowers. And they also monitor his wife's Facebook page and find out that it is is their anniversary, and then immediately head back to the house for the fifth time in three days. Yeah. When we get a lovely bit about, excuse me if I don't believe you. (laughs) That's the politest way of calling someone a liar I've heard in a little while. It's a tonological inactitude. (laughs) <laughs> and she just looked at them. I would have just said, okay, and smiled at them. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. That'd be Bye so then. awful. <laughs> yeah, I would have said, right, bugger you then. Yeah. Please don't visit again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, you're not welcome on my property. Get off my land! Uh, so Nick manages to make his way to their spacious back garden and uh, spots his son and asks him to uh, go and get his wife. Not realising that the hunters are currently interrogating said wife. Assuming that we're not messing around with the timeline there. But yeah, potentially they could be in the house. I love the way that his son greets him. First thing he says, oh, lost have you? That's brilliant. I love that. (laughs) Great. (laughs) No, not yet. (laughs) I'm still winning. And um, she comes out and meets him and hands him a note as well as cash and sends him on his way. Telling him that the hunters are just patrolling the road. Yeah, and and giving him a couple of clues that I think later come in really handy about them knowing what he's wearing and things like that, and that she she's pretty sure that they've uh, booked her phone, which is really helpful. Joanne gets the MVP uh, award of the episode. Definitely, 100%. And Dr. Donna thinks that uh, staying ahead of the hunters could galvanise Nick and give him an inner heroic narrative. Yeah, what a word to use, eh? Heroic. Hmm. Mm. Mm. Nick laughing up that OTTP edgic. I love Nick's laugh. So do I. Can you smell the money? (laughs) 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 So the hunters are behind on Anna and Elizabeth, and in two weeks they have travelled over 2,000 miles hitchhiking. That was crazy. They're lying on the map, up and down, up and down. They're they're working out that map. I, I bet he's really glad that he had it made now. (laughs) <laughs> they're averaging five rides a day and and the, the not so subtle subtext of this whole section is the hunters have no clue at all where they are at this stage do they not a single no. clue it's fantastic i know it's wonderful how would the hunters clamp down on this for series three um that's the thing you can't really clamp down on hitchhiking <laughs> they'll probably discover that there's a central database of tachographs from trucks that they can hack into <laughs> and, and in a CSI style they'll just they'll just hit the enhance button and it'll just tell them where they are yeah they'll just tap four keys on a keyboard and it'll tell it'll give them the GPS signal of Anna and Elizabeth yeah but it'll start out with a slightly blurred photo and then magically it'll just get clearer until they can see them because that's that's how it works and they um, they saw an alpaca have they never seen an alpaca before? You don't get many alpacas in Yorkshire. You know, there's there's not many alpacas in Leeds, to be fair. Um, hence, hence, they they look somewhere between a sheep crossed with a horse and a giraffe. Somehow, I'm not quite sure how that works. It's very random. <laughs> What's this alpaca? <laughs> Don't know. Is it a sheep? Is it an horse? It's either a sheep, horse, or a giraffe. <laughs> Definitely one of them. And. As part of their latest drop-off, they get dropped in Windsor during the Queen's 90th birthday celebrations, which kind of dates the episode. 
It does. It does very much so. Um, as do a few other bits and bobs lying around. But yeah, yeah, fancy, fancy that. <laughs> you try to stay on the run and you end up in the biggest celebration you possibly could. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the hunters have no leads on Ayo and Madu either. No. Nah. Which is just making them seem very inept when we get to a final five where they have no clue where four of the five are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They've just got no idea at this stage whatsoever, have they? Nope. And everyone's favourite, Hunter, Hunter Ben, uh, wouldn't be surprised if they split up because Io is more of a maverick and Madu is more strict. Yeah. Um, and, th- and that's one of those lovely clips where I suspect, given that they really don't know anything, I bet at the same time he was filming, I wouldn't be surprised if they split up and I wouldn't be surprised if they're still together hiding out and I wouldn't be surprised if something else, just to, just to cover all bases so he doesn't look like a complete buffoon. Um, <laughs> and that is the last we hear of Madu all episode. Maybe Michelle's onto something, maybe the camera guy's still trying to track him down. He's gone. <laughs> No one is entirely sure where Madu is going, so Madu then gets written out of the episode, and he will be back next week. He probably stayed in a shrub somewhere and uh, didn't have much of a (laughs) storyline. But then the best bit of the episode begins, (laughs) because Io uh, manages to blag a place from a woman who works in Subway, and she has a camper van parked out the front. Which was a lovely sequence. Uh, Firstly, new sponsor this week, got no McDonald's, so Subway... If I was working on a, a new career move, he's, you know, he's got the Subway sponsorship sorted. And then segues <laughs> straight into what has to be the worst Dragon's Den pitch ever. You know, don't just come out with, can I stay at anyone's place? You've got you've got to offer them something in return, Io. Otherwise, you're going to get the response you got. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. Jangs. Clevens. I'm out. But, you know, using his charm, you, you've got to give him credit for trying, haven't you? You know, because it works. Unbelievably, someone just randomly says, "Oh yeah, you can stay in the camper van that's parked outside my house as long as you don't nick it." He must have charm. Yeah, he has two degrees. Lots of charm. <laughs> charm and intelligence, dangerous. Graduate from charm school. And in response to the wondrousness that was Dr. Ricky Allen last year, the hunters have decided to go just as antagonistic. And Blex decided to up the game by finding the car that Io drives, which I believe is an Audi TT, and getting one of his staff to buy and build a replica car, which they will send to Io's daughter on her second birthday. With the license plate, Hunt 3RS. Well, Hunt 3RS at the back, and Hunt ERS at the front. So it's a good job this is not a real car, because that's illegal. It is. I saw a car without a bat number plate yesterday, actually. That's very illegal. And they then tweet out a picture of Blex posing with the car with an antagonistic message to Io using the hashtag AbsentFather. (laughs) Which is good. Seems to hit home. Of all the GTA jokes that I ever thought Hunted would do, the San Andreas AbsentFather joke is not one I thought they would replicate. Yeah, and what does he say? He even said, oh, they're trying to go deep. Did you see the Twitter response to that? What was it? I'll find hashtag absent father. I know Fathers for Justice weren't particularly happy with it. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> a bit of a Twitter backlash on that, wasn't it? Yes. Oh, hell no. Hashtag absent father. Hashtag hunted. You know Hunted HQ are getting desperate when they tweet cheap shots. Mr. Toddington, you are evil, sir. Oh, for God's sake. It's a shot. It's a game. 
racist anti-father emotional manipulation for Hunted HQ at Channel 4 TV figures. Hashtag absent father. Oh, really? Get a life. Uh, yeah. Seriously? That was the Fathers of Justice one. That's just the top ones. <laughs> no, I didn't see the response, but I did have a closer look at the tweet because it must just be the way it's not come out properly on the screen. But if you look at the photo, it doesn't look like Blacks at all. It looks just like a similar-aged guy um, wearing similar clothes. It even looks like he's wearing a black tie when Blacks was wearing a red tie at the time. It just looks a bit weird. Maybe Blacks has his own stunt double. Well, that would make sense, wouldn't it, you know? He can hold his beer. Io obviously sees the tweet and is not a happy bunny about it. No. He's going to have to retaliate. And because the message asks what he's going to get his daughter for her second birthday, he responds with, well, me. He's going to go see her. Yeah, and he's going to get a share of a hundred grand. Now, I was thinking this. In this episode, we had... Nick's anniversary and Io's daughter's birthday, do they deliberately go after people who have reasons to celebrate during the hunting period? Ah. It was, um, wasn't it Kirk's child's birthday as well? It was indeed. Yes. So that would make sense, wouldn't it? Well, why not? <laughs> you know, if there is a reason to make them want to meet their family, yeah, makes a lot of sense. Oh, I don't understand. I'm a mother. I've got two kids. I'm not going to go to their birthday, to an anniversary. I'm not going to do anything if I'm on a competition show. I would miss birthdays and stuff if I'm doing that. They wouldn't understand. If I'm going to get 100000 or $200,000, which would be an Aussie, like, what? It's one birthday. Yeah, For God's please. sake. Please. Stay away. Michelle, you're making, you're making yourself sound very insensitive between this and the Australian Survival Podcast this week. <laughs> I'm not insensitive. I'm just, I've got a brain. Yeah. And be realistic. You've only got a short period of time to be away with them. You'll be with them for the next year, two years, three years. You don't have to be there on that one day and jeopardise your win. So Nikki and Danny are the wonderful hunters who get to deliver Io's daughter's present. And you've not put a listening device in it, have you? Would we? Do you not trust us? Why would you not <laughs> trust Nick and Danny? <laughs> yes, Nick and Danny, queens of catching people last year. They're still too quiet. I want more. They've still got zero captures this year. Even though I don't want them to capture someone, <laughs> I'd like them to be the ones, please. Maybe next week. Let's be honest, they're going to be the ones to catch Ayo. <laughs> yeah, assuming he gets caught. Um, did you notice, by the way, um, last week we, we were quite scathing about this whole insecure passwords thing. And this week, we get IOs able to check Twitter accounts without them tracking his IP address. Using a VPN. Using a VPN, yeah. So something doesn't ring true about that whole laptop password thing. I felt a bit uneasy about it, because knowing what he does for a living, it just seems a bit weird. Uh, So in Somerset, Nick decides to create a distraction and move as far away from the southwest as is physically possible. And his... I guess landlord Richard um, drives him to a secluded spot near Glastonbury uh, to drop him off. And Nick banks on the hunters monitoring his wife's phone, so gives her a decoy message and arranges for a meet-up at a secluded gym the next day. Which is genius, isn't it? That's it is. two weeks on the trot. We've had some very cunning plans. Nick Cunning's plans. Puns! Sorry, I've just been doing the Amazing Race Age podcast. I'm in a pun mode. Uh, and... Driver Richard gets roped into Nick's plan, but we don't find out what it is just yet. No, because that would spoil the surprise. 
Richard's really good. Um, he is. He's been very... Nick's been quite lucky, but I was thinking that. Is it luck, or is it that he's just such a charming guy that actually people would normally say, off, I'm not going to help you, would probably say yes to Nick, where they might not someone else? Mm, I think so. The first thing we heard from him was the fact that he's going to rely on his charm and politeness. Absolutely. That's the key to success, is being polite and it appears to be paying off rather nicely, doesn't it? Maybe that was a hint that it's a winning strategy. Could be. For the record, I don't know any spoilers of either Hunted or any other show that I watch, so... No, no, no. I'm purely theorising here. Oh, I like a bit of wild speculation. It's far more fun than knowing the truth. And in the most shocking moment of the episode, we found out that the intern has a name. And he's called Simon. He is. He's even credited. Is he? Yeah, I'm assuming uh, he's the Simon that's in the credits under Hunters. Could well be. I can't remember there being a field hunter called Simon, so you're probably right. Yeah, apparently intern Simon is called Simon. Shocker. There you go. So it was at this stage when um, Nick's camera person said, said something that just threw me off the winner edit from when she said, Can you trust Richard? Oh, yeah. I just suddenly thought, ooh, hang on, that's a bit of a worry. I think Nick is probably quite a good judge of character. I would think he's a very good judge of character. It just made me wonder why they left that in, because they they don't they try not to have too much of the camera person speaking. No, but it, it was a great sort of way for them to go, hmm, will Nick's plan actually work? Yeah, yeah, you're probably right, and actually... It shows that Nick is a good judge of character, and if Nick says, I can trust someone, that they probably can, which makes him even more of a hero. There's no way for them to tell that story really without including a quote like that, just adding a touch of hesitation in. Mm. Just to say, maybe Nick's plan might not work. Yeah. Well, it's only because we've had so many people who have tr- gone to help them or have dobbed the, the people in. The duck from the deer pool. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> we we did get a, another appearance of the Pratt from the warehouse. Yes, it was it was recapped for us. Just to just to clarify, it was Pratt from Warehouse. <laughs> yes, it was Pratt from Warehouse, not Deck from Deerpool. <laughs> Still think that's a better line. Uh so the hunters have been monitoring Nick's wife's phone and hear the trick call from Nick to his friend Kathy, and of course they fall for it. Oh, hook, line, and sinker. Ben Ben thinks all his Christmases have come at once, doesn't he? He's like, oh, they're telling me where he's going to be tomorrow. This is simple. Yeah, okay, Ben. All right. How did the hunters actually think? I don't understand how they didn't even have any doubts that Nick would be that stupid. Because they do think people are stupid. The people have been caught in very similar things. So why would you be looking for the double bluff? There's, there's no evidence this far to say that he's going to come up with anything as clever as that. So I'm not I'm not buying the, they put all their resources on it. I don't think that happened at all. No. So Io is in Shropshire, staying with the family of Amanda the Sandwich Artiste. Shropshire? That was on a commercial here in Australia and for maybe a good six months, everyone would walk around and just randomly say to each other, Shropshire? <laughs> I'm so sorry, but that's what happened. <laughs> you should be. And um, he wants to taunt the hunters by luring them to Shropshire while he visits his daughter in Brixton. Um, and to begin this, he starts taking photos with the family, which are going to be posted on Facebook. 
that seemed a little bit too obvious, to be honest. I, I'm sure he could have come up with a more subtle way of making sure they knew he'd been there. Oh, he's that, just taunting them, that's all. That's it. That's that's the crux of it, isn't it? He just wants to, to send them a photo. And uh, he also creates four wanted posters for um, Blex and Julie, who are apparently married, <laughs> uh, Hunter Paul, who is 18 years of age. We also have Nikki and Danny... And, oh yeah, it was Ben, who, whose picture isn't even the best one of him. Yeah, so if that's not the best picture of you, Ben, I would suggest you change it from your LinkedIn profile, mate. Yeah, ooh, burn. Ooh. <laughs> and, and has been stalking. <laughs> Doesn't take much to, to track him down. He's, he's not covering his tracks at all. He's, he's an amateur, this guy. <laughs> and has been stalking slash trying to befriend Ben. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he did say he was coming on the podcast, but, you know... Hasn't happened, True. has it? Ben Owen, so-called Hunter. Ha! You can't, even, you can't even hunt your way to get an on a Skype call. And once he leaves, the four wanted posters will be posted by an 11-year-old on Twitter. Yeah. And I'm I'm pretty sure that 11-year-olds aren't allowed to have Twitters. It's normally 13, isn't it? Yeah, that's the normal social media rule. But, uh, yeah. I remember seeing these posters, though, in May and assuming it was just a bit of a gag that the production team had done. Somebody must have retweeted them because I wouldn't have seen it from Holly's um, Twitter account. Hunted HQ might have. Yeah, they might have done just after they wrapped, but I, I didn't know it was anything to do with the show. I thought it was just a bit of a gag. The birth dates on it are especially wonky because, as I mentioned, Hunter Paul's born in 1998, apparently, <laughs> which I'm assuming was developed off the Anna and Elizabeth one. Blex and Julie are apparently married yeah. and both born in the 1950s which I'm assuming was based off the Hamish and Michaela one. And I can't remember the, the other two quirks. I think they said Nikki and Danny were about 40 right. each, which I'm sure they took great offence so to. probably Jason Kirks. Yeah, and um, Ben was just the bad picture of him that was obviously stolen off his LinkedIn. And then we're back to Nick for the final part of his episode. Indeed, Boilerman is back. Yep, and he says that there is a 60-40 chance that the Hunters will turn up and a 60-40 chance that they won't. Yeah, it's a good job this isn't Countdown, because your maths needs a bit of working on, Nick. That's not how maths works, Nick. <laughs> no. <laughs> and two Hunters, Amy and Neil, they of Charm School, uh, are dispatched to the gym. And Amy says that Neil is wearing Lycra, but he isn't. He isn't, um, but you know... If you want to stay undercover, pottering around with a baseball cap backwards, that's the way to do it. If, you, if you're a middle-aged man, I'm sure that sure it didn't look out of place at all. There has to be an upper age limit on when you're allowed to wear a baseball cap backwards. Yeah, I think it's um, 13. Yeah, because I, I thought this at work earlier as well. There was someone who was probably in his 50s wearing a baseball cap backwards, and he just looked like a knob. Yeah, which maybe that was the look Neil was going for. If if he was, did a good job. Yeah. And the best bit of this entire episode was the fact that Nick sent his camera woman to go with fake Nick. I know. Yes. It was definitely the same camera woman because we saw the shot of Nick saying, I'll see you in a couple of hours. Yes, very, very smart. He actually knowing that the Hunters would probably look out for the camera woman as well, to give it more authenticity, knowing that they would be looking out for the camera woman, he actually sent the actual camera woman 250 miles away from his location. Yep. He must have had to get permission for that. 
yeah, they yeah they must have swapped out with the with the production crew and, uh, and let him do it. But yeah, what a great move. That's that's attention to detail. That's the kind of thing hunters need to be doing is thinking about stuff like that. It was a wonderful move. Um, and then the, the only thing was during that whole sequence from I've got eyes on Nick Cummings. They then played the theme from season one, which is essentially our podcast theme, which just kind of threw me into a weird state. <laughs> Maybe it was a hidden reference that everyone should be listening to Your Time on the Run, the Hunted podcast from Reality TV Warriors. I think they should. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Your Time on the Run with the fantastic theme tune composed by Mr. Nick Harvey, who every time we've forgotten to give credit to. So thanks, Nick, for letting us use the music. Yeah, we, we need to mention him four times in this episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, just just one more time. At Mr. Nick Harvey, he's a fantastic composer. Thanks, Nick Harvey. Thick Harvey. And uh, how good was Nick's note? Oh, that was <laughs> lol, lol. <laughs> Muppets, dear Muppets, I loved it. Muppets is such an underused insult. Oh, Muppets oh, it's is so great. good. It's the great. Very I, English. I, I, yeah, it is. I love accusing people of muppetry. That's my one of my things. <laughs> I like <laughs> it. What was the PS word? The PS word was something like Voomshanka. I haven't had time. Yeah, I haven't had time to look it up yet. I don't know. I'm going to Google it a bit, and if I can't find anything, then um, I'll ask Nick. Tell us what it is. Yeah, Yeah, Nick. Just let me know what what was the PS. It might have been Boomshanka from the young ones. I know. I know. It looked like Voomshanka. It did look like Voom, but yeah, that that did cross my mind. Um, yeah. Maybe he thinks it's Boom Shanker instead of Boom Shanker. It was one of Neil's things, wasn't it? It was. It means, may the seed of your loin be fruitful in the belly of your woman. It does indeed. And you are far too young to know that. (sighs) Correct, I am. That's why I've just Googled it. Okay. (laughs) The Young Ones was a mess of a show. Having said that, I am ridiculously excited for the return of the Crystal Maze tomorrow night, so... Yay! One-off Stephen Merchant. Which finished airing when I was two years of age. You are kidding me. That's ridiculous. No, it was 1995 it finished, I believe. You were born in 93? I was born in 93, yes. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Which makes you feel old, you Gen Xers. Um, what, what I wanted to say, back back to Nick, when um, they were running up to him and uh, they said, oh, we've got him, we've got him. And headquarters, all of a sudden, everyone went, yippee! And she sat down and said, wait for confirmation. Now, yeah. every other time they've caught someone, they've all gone, yippee, they've got him. And uh, I thought it was interesting that this time she said, wait for confirmation. I think everyone else, they have been watching closer. Yeah, they've already had a positive ID, haven't they, before they've gone up. And also Nick was wearing, oh, Nick in inverted commas was wearing sunglasses. Yeah. Yeah. It did feel a bit unnecessary. In fact, I think it would have played out better if they had been all whooping and cheering. And then you just heard the call at the other end going, hang on, hang on. And they're all going, shh, what is it? What is it? It's not him. That would have been better. (laughs) Yeah. I kind of wish that they didn't show us that Nick was doing this plan. Oh, that would have been amazing, wouldn't it? If we if they'd have just sent us down the blind alley that we really thought he was going to get caught. Yeah. That was one of the things, again, that stacked in the favour of Winner Edit because it shows that he's really, really smart. But they could have done it after the fact. Yeah, the, if any moment needed a retrospective, here's how Nick did it, Yeah, that would have been it. They could have just shown it and then put a, a caption up that said six hours earlier. 
They could, yeah. They should have brought in um, the Genius production crew. They would have done a beautiful job on that. Yeah. So, um, seeing as though we didn't actually explain what happened, a guy who is apparently Nick, followed by his actual camera woman, uh, appears at the gym, and obviously the hunters are watching. Hunter Neil rugby tackles him, and all they actually get is a note from Nick, because it's actually his driver, Richard, wearing the wig and the sunglasses and the boiler suit. It was lovely. It was really good. Uh, again, yeah. I like Richard. And um, But he does have the same nose as Nick. He does. So does that does that count in some way? Is it like near miss if you get the, the same nose but the wrong guy? I don't know. Does that mean that now they don't need to catch uh, Nick's nose? He's already been technically caught. Yeah. Oh. It, it's like that trick you play with, the, with kids. Got your nose. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's got Nick's nose. So Nick is actually... Over 250 miles away in Tring. In Tring, which I always think sounds more like a, a phone ringing than an actual place. Where are you? Tring, Tring. Hello, Hertfordshire. Yeah, oh, well, it's an, uh, an interesting place to find yourself as well. There's not a lot going on in Tring. Yeah, but he's back to his tried and tested theory of um, canals. Canal towpaths. It's a good move. And he's not the first to tread that path, literally. He isn't. Because the graffiti on the wall tells him that they've not caught someone else. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's a good sign. Maybe um, Stephen and Martin from last year put it there, just as a, a memento. So, the final part of the episode goes to Io, who decides to begin his plan by ringing Blex from Shropshire. Ah, well, I love it. It was great, wasn't it? You're not going to catch me. I am the leader of the hunters. I'm the chief of the hunters. That's who I am. <laughs> oh, Anthony does that great. <laughs> Do it again, Anthony. Do it again. We finally found Ant's impression. I am chief of the hunters. That's who I am. Who are you? <laughs> My name is Michael Kane. <laughs> and not a lot of people know that. Oh, God. So, yeah, I O-Rings chief from uh, Shropshire and... As he leaves, his wanted posters get published on Twitter. Then Io's getaway driver, thanks to all the information that he gave away, gets ANPR'd on his way into London. And Nick and Danny get sent on the case. That The whole point of that was Io had thought about how he was going to distract and send them in one direction. So if he knows that they're going to find out that he was in Shrewsbury, presumably he knows they're going to find out who he's with because he's put posters up with them. Why does yeah. he not think they're going to know what vehicle they own? That seems a bit of an odd one to me. Yeah. So Matthew Skane parks Io up outside his mum's house just as Nick and Danny drive past. Yeah. I don't think that that was even a creative edit either. No, no that did look legit. Um, and I think for, for once, they're really lucky they're in the middle of a city and they can get away because of traffic lights and things because... If they'd have been in Fleetwood, like Jez and Kurt were, they'd, that's it. Game over, isn't it? Or at the pub with Hamish and Michaela, where the tyres just get let down. Yeah. Uh, so Nick and Danny chase Io, but they get stuck at a red light, allowing him to disappear. And he quickly gets out the car and flees on foot. Right to his family's restaurant, which obviously the hunters are going to be watching. Yeah, because it's the restaurant that's run by his youngest brother. Why? 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 <laughs> why? I don't get it. Why? I'm not sure why. Why uh, Io is so determined to speak to his brother. 
it seems really important. I think that's the third time or at least the second time in this episode he's talked about wanting to get in touch with his brother. I don't know what the reasoning is for it, but it just seems like a, a very obvious place to have under surveillance to me. Yeah. And he's so clever in other ways. Yeah, he's done some and really he, good then stuff. Then he does these silly things. Yeah, you know. He's up, he's up against a crack team of hunters. He probably thinks he's... Uh, He's home and dry. We had another, we had another moment of Ben genius this episode when he uh, he's never heard of a Mazda Bongo. Okay, I'll let that one go. You're not a camper, but when you're looking at a Google image of a Mazda Bongo, which is clearly a camper van, he then says, "Hmm, looks like a camper van to me." Bravo, oh, man. Well done. I think we should start calling Ben Sherlock. I think we should from here on <laughs> in. He is the Sherlock. Because then there was another bit of Sherlock, wasn't there? Where uh, they, they find out that Io's got to the A1 at Henley's Corner. And uh, Ben says, hmm, could he be heading back to London? Well, seeing as the A1 at Henley's Corner is in North London, I would say yeah, that's a pretty good chance because it's at the end of the A1 and it's where it turns into the North Circular, which is the, the main route in and out of London. So, yeah, of course he's going to London. So Io runs to his family restaurant to try and enlist his brother's help. And because it's London, it's filled with CCTV, so obviously they then get CCTV pings. He ends up meeting with a friend who lives nearby and begging and pleading for him to um, give him a place to stay. Yeah, I'm very surprised he didn't get caught at the restaurant, to be honest, because they definitely would have known where it was. Yeah. And luckily his friend lives nearby because Blex finishes the episode by warning that the helicopter is five minutes away. So, next time, helicopters! Yay! Io won't be caught on his own turf. Nick and Danny go house to house. Anna and Elizabeth have seen their poster finally. And Madhu is 100% getting caught. Yeah, I think we can be pretty sure of that one. Yeah. Do you think that's the only one they'll catch next week? Yeah. Yeah, I think we're probably going to go into the final episode with four people. Yeah, it seems logical, doesn't it? But I think we will have a last-minute capture. Yeah. Yes. That's my theory. I think not a lot has changed since we last spoke. I still hope and pray and believe that Nick will make it. Um, I think something incredible would have to happen for them to track down Anna and Elizabeth at this stage. Um, So I think they're all making it. Madhu's clearly getting caught. Um, And I still feel like Io is going to get caught, but it's going to be to the wire. You have to wonder though will they do the same thing they did last year of giving them one location and only 24 hours to get there or will they do it slightly differently because that will determine whether our theory about io getting caught at the last minute is right because for io to get caught he's either got to be in a location that the hunters know about as he's getting the information or they've got to know about the meetup location and miss everyone else which is doubtful hmm yeah, I mean, it might not be on his way to the extraction point, but it, it, I think it's going to be close to the end. It's going to be within days of the end. Yeah. So do you, should we talk about the little bit of extra information I managed to trawl on the internet this week? Yes, we should. Okay, so I was doing a bit of searching. I was trying to find, uh, well, anything really, just, just random searching. And it, it all started when someone on social media was having a moan about the when they talked about the media campaign, saying, oh, I never saw anything in the media. 
Um, and I'd recalled seeing something somewhere and I thought it was in the sun. I thought it was on the Sun website. So I did a bit of trawling, did a bit of search and managed to get into their archive. Um, not managed to get into it. It's, it's out there. It's on public domain. Uh, master hacker. Yeah, yeah. Open source analyst of the year. Yeah. Manages to do one Google search and find an article. But what it did reveal was uh, an appeal in the Sun to try and track down IO. On the date of publication, it said there are only four days to go, I think it said. Um, oh, so we know he was on the run in the final week. Uh, he's got a copy of The Sun in his hand, which was from the previous week. I think he took the photo a week before in a pub. So there's definitely stuff out there that shows that IO makes it to at least day 24. Interesting. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. That was that was one of the other things that confirmed that they split up because it is just a picture of IO, although he is sat next to someone. But it, if it had been Madhu, it would have been obviously in the shot yeah. and it's been cropped out mm. deliberately to presumably hide the identity of the other person that he sat with. But it also means that he carries, carries on taunting them because he sent, I think he sent the photo. <laughs> <laughs> I think he'd sent it and tweeted it and then they'd sent it out to the sun to say, can you find this guy? It's so exciting. It's brilliant. It's good when he it? does this. Yeah, I like all this stuff. I like all these little bits. Um, there was also a bit in the episode when Simon, as we now know, was talking you could see some intern stuff simon. intern simon yeah you could see some stuff on the whiteboard behind and it had io's brother's name on it um and it had the word it had the name jade but i don't recall there being a jade did he did he refer to his daughter's name i thought i heard him say eden I didn't hear i didn't hear it but i vaguely remember she is called eden i think yeah, I thought that's what he said. And um, and then, yeah, there's this reference. I'll send you the screen grab. It's got um, the name of Io's brother. And, and this is why it's great having fugitives with an unusual surname, because there aren't many people to Google. Um, so I found out very quickly from the first name that that was his brother. Jade was there. And then there's a little diagram that's not particularly distinct, but it looks like a male intercept. Can we just uh, talk about... The thing that was on the end, right near the credits, to go on the hunted experience. Three different couples around London <laughs> with the hunters after you. And you two basically have to go on it. Producers, if any producers are listening to this, can you please call these two and make them go on the show? Or not the show, the competition. I would only do it if I got a production job as well. That's my ultimatum. If someone offers me a job, I will do it. But you said that you would rat out the hunted. Of course I would. Actual contestants for like, what, was it 150 quid? What if this competition was for more than that? Wouldn't you do it? 500, thank you very much. It wasn't for more than that, though. It was for the experience. Wouldn't you want the experience? No. (laughs) But then you could try out all these things that everyone else does. It'd be fun. I wouldn't have time to plan a decoy Michael or hide in a bothy. I don't think there's many bothies in London. I'd build one. You chickens. Anthony, would you do it? I'd do it, yeah. Yeah. Do it with Michael. Michael, <laughs> you have to do it. I don't. I'll do it when you do Australian Survivor, Michelle. Oh, I can't do Australian Survivor. I can't be off work for that long. Yeah, because that's a fair trade, isn't it? A day in central London versus 55 yeah. days. In- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
I'm only saying this because Michelle and I discussed at length Michelle going on Australian Survivor and her going, no, I can't do it. Uh, So just going into the press releases as I love to, one of them is pitiful, one of them's pretty good. So it's all eyes on Io following a trip home to see his family, leaving him cornered in Hackney, while Yorkshire girls Anna and Elizabeth find themselves back in the Dales, unaware that the hunters are just one step behind them. Nick risks a visit to his childhood haunts, and Madhu is hiding out with old university friends in Swansea. Have they reached the end of the line? Yeah, that last sentence is a bit odd, isn't it? Yeah. Who's they? Who does they refer to? That's a plural. Maybe it's a sneaky reference to Io and Madhu. Yeah, has their relationship reached the end of the line? Well, no, just with the train thing. (laughs) So is there anything else to say about this wonderful Hunted episode? Apart from this season is fantastic. This season is fantastic. This episode is fantastic. Nick is fantastic. Io is fantastic. And we're not just saying that because they keep tweeting us. No, I'm not saying that. No. Well, they don't tweet me. They're just just incredible. Uh, It's brilliant. They're they're really playing this game to its fullest extent. And that is all you can ask of these guys. I think they're doing a fantastic job. So, thank you for listening to this Hunted podcast. You can join us next Sunday for more Hunted recaps. If you've got any questions, feel free to contact us on our Facebook page, Reality TV Warriors, on our Twitter account, RTV Warriors, or our own Twitter pages, MJ House Dove and Me, Bear 3 for Michelle, and Bulls Boy for Anthony. And with that, your time on the run is over. Are we lost? No, we're just we're just repeatedly uh, in the wrong place. <laughs> <laughs>